I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. Danielle. Yes. What is your favorite alcoholic beverage? Oh, oof. Historically, it's been wine, but I think that I'm burning out on wine at the current moment. It just doesn't do it for me the way that it did it before. So Are I'm. You yeah, I have been drinking more beer, partially because of the YouTube channel, and I've had a moment where I'm like, huh, maybe I'm back to drinking beer. Am I going to be a beer drinker again? But if we're going cocktails, mine's an Aperol Spritz, as you know. Love an Aperol Spritz. As I, um, as you know, I love beer. Mm-hmm. In case, in case anybody didn't know that about me, I did not know that about you. <laughs> you didn't. If it, if it's wine, I'm going with a cabernet. Okay. Always a classic cabernet. Cab um, And also, I don't know if I have to preface this, but like room temperature. Don't throw ice in my red wine, okay? Unless it's sangria. Sorry. I, I only allow ice in white wine. I never put ice in red wine. I think that's ridiculous. Actually, what I love to do is freeze grapes and then put the frozen grapes in the white wine. Ah. That's if I have, like, you know, all this extra time I have on my hands, you know? Which Christina and I were just talking about how Christina has no time, and I also have no time. Christina is peak season with being a teacher, and I am currently in the middle of a move, so we are, it's a struggle right now. Oh, we, even recording this, we were like, uh, so Sunday, nah, Monday, definitely Wednesday, Thursday, and here we are, Thursday night. So we're going to record it Thursday and then immediately post it on Friday morning? Perfect. Sounds great. That's what we're doing. Unedited. You got the unedited, ver- unless like one of us screws up royally, then you may have to cut something out. No, I'm not going to cut anything out. I'm just okay. going to place music where it needs to be placed, and then we're done. Done. <laughs> I've grown accustomed to seltzers, so I think I think I like anything in this. I think I like I, I I like hard seltzers. I love a vodka club, but I think I want to get into tequila now. Oof. Yeah, like a tequila soda with lime. I don't know how it would taste. I like a margarita. Don't get me wrong. I like a margarita, but I feel like my issue with tequila is that I never. S- just drink tequila it's always like I wake up the next morning and I remember licking my hand and I'm like why did I lick my hand oh because I took a tequila shot and that's what (laughs) sent me over the edge so I have a bad feeling towards tequila for that reason only but I have heard I mean I've also drinking like not good tequila like I feel like there are certain brands of tequila that's supposed to be that are supposed to be really really good yeah my mom likes tequila like that 
like that bougie tequila. That's what that's what Deborah likes. I know the bougie brand is like Don Julio, nineteen forty-two. Yeah, she likes nineteen forty-two. And then there is like the big blue one that has the uh, like the metal top, where if you hit it a certain way, it rings. See, I don't, I don't know tequila. Like, I know gin. I love like, but like gin and tonics. But like, I've grown to not like them as much because the tonics are always loaded with sugar. You got to really find. There's a distillery in Clifton. They mm-hmm. make their tonic in house. Oh, interesting. And, yeah, it's very good and it's not sweet at all. So it totally changes the flavor. Gotcha. Um, I like a Tango Ray. I like a Hendrix. If I'm going, I'm going fancy, you know. But I think like, I think I want to get into tequila but like not shots of tequila i think like my i have to be very choosy about shots that's not yeah don't wake up in the morning just remembering licking your hand that's never a good sign i'm gonna take a pass on that i'll (laughs) tell you that the only shots that really don't bother my my system my my set my being fireball I know. I oh, know my God. Doing. If you are a listener and you just heard the word fireball and you immediately vomited in your mouth, yeah, been there. Yeah. Rough. It doesn't make me. I'm, in my head, I'm like, big red, big red, big red. <laughs> no, no. I remember when fireball first became a thing. It was like you put the fireball in the angry orchards and it's called like a cinnamon bomb or some crap like that. I'm sorry, what? You put fireball in angry orchard you put a shot of fireball in your angry orchard and it makes this like beautiful cinnamony appley drink and that's probably why i had a guttural reaction to the word fireball oh that sounds amazing oh we're definitely doing that on the youtube channel oh my god do you want does do our viewers want to see us see me throw up oh i listen i love a good angry orchard but we should try it with like multiple of them yeah so, so um, since we're talking about alcohol, yeah, you you guessed it. We're going to do the movie Another Round, which talks about alcohol consumption. It does. So you can find another round on Hulu. On Hulu, yeah. Hulu. I as soon as the Academy Awards happened, this was a heavy, heavy uh, advertisement by Hulu, where Hulu was like, "We have this on here. Watch another round. We have it on here. You know, you want to watch it." And Christine and I were like, "Yes, we do want to watch it." So um, at the Golden Globes, this was nominated for Best Foreign Film. At the Academy Awards, it was winner of Best International Foreign Film, and Thomas Vinterberg was nominated for Best Director. Ready? I'm ready. I don't know why I said that. We already started the podcast. (laughs) The story of work friends... Oh, I'm dumb. I wrote work friends slash co-workers. I guess... Six of one, half a dozen of another. Oh, God. Conducting an experiment involving alcohol. As the Annie is up, the stakes become higher. Socializing, relationships, careers, and lives are in jeopardy. So, our four main characters are all high school teachers who have reached a lull in life as they hit 40. Uh, our main character is Martin, played by Mads Mikkelsen. And I will say before, I, I just need to take a side note, veer off real quick. 
I thought that these actors' names were going to be a lot harder to pronounce, and they're actually not that bad. I may still struggle because it's me, but they're not that bad. So Mads Mikkelsen. Um, he's a very quiet and confusing history teacher whose students and their parents are concerned that they will not get into college with him as a teacher. Um, Martin's close friend is Tommy, played by Thomas Bo Larson. Uh, he's the gym teacher and soccer coach who lives alone with his geriatric, <laughs> geriatric dog, Laban. Uh, his friend, they're also friends with Peter, played by Lars Ranthi. Uh, he's the music teacher, choir coach, who has been single for quite some time. Uh, and then we have Nikolaj, played by Magnus Malling. Um, he's a psychology teacher who's married with two kids, and they constantly pee on him. So... As these four progress through their experiment, they decide to let go of their rules because they set up a rule system that they were only going to drink between a certain amount of hours on the weekdays and not on weekends. So they decide to let go of their rules and basically drink until they cannot drink anymore. This leads to an insanely drunken night where Nikolaj pees on himself and Martin falls asleep on the lawn and needs his kids to help him inside. This is when they start to realize the toll this experiment has taken on their family members. Um, Martin and his wife have a major falling out to the point where violence is involved. Uh, Nikolaj's wife has had enough of his antics. Um, everyone is able to realize that they've gone too far with this experiment and that they need to stop except for Tommy. Tommy continues to show up drunk to work, loses his job, all because he's unable to stop drinking. Uh, this comes to a head when Tommy takes his boat out for a ride and does not come back. The men attend his funeral and they pay their respects. Uh, they begin to prepare for their students to graduate and the festivities begin. They all sit at a local restaurant drinking beer in honor of Tommy and eating a delicious meal. And this is where I hand off the ending to you. I kind of went into the, the, the rise and fall of the climax. Okay, yeah, I, I had some of that. So as they're in the restaurant, they, the, these, these kids come out in like wagons, like wagons of teenagers, which I didn't even think was legal. You know, like three wagons full of teens. Well, the drinking age in there is like, what, 18? No, but they're in a wagon. Oh, okay. All right. Like, I didn't know where that came from. It looked like they were in a parade, to be honest with you, but okay. um, there was no streamers, minimal streamers. Minimal streamers and wagons with children in them is questionable to me. <laughs> You're not from Denmark. I'm not sure what's going on there. Anyway, they go outside to congratulate them, and Martin gets a text from his wife where she says she finally also misses him, and like Tommy, she's also rooting for them. And Martin kind of has this this like great sigh of relief that things are finally going to start like working out again. It seems like so. I will say this, that I think that the ending might be open to interpretation because I was going through a few different things in my head. So I'm going to go, I feel like the way that I'm describing it might not be the way that somebody else felt that it was happening. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say what happened and then say like what I felt happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
Martin is leaning up against the wall. He has like this big sigh. It seems like a sigh of relief, right? Like they're finally getting back together. So then the three teachers come out and the kids hug them and they have a drink with them and they have like this awesome dance. And we finally, finally see what ballet jazz looks like. (laughs) Right? Like finally. And so things that I noticed here, Martin wasn't totally hanging on to his drink the entire time. He put it down and took sips in between the dancing. Um, so it kind of showed that maybe he was having a better handle on drinking in a social situation. Somebody else might see it as this is now his way of life and he's just incorporating thing. I don't know. So the way that I took it was he's he he made him he realized he made a mistake he's working really hard to put things back together and that's slowly starting to happen and he's having more control of what's happening in these situations and becoming a better person because of you know the consequences of his actions and how he's changing them and making them better mm-hmm. that's how i took it so i don't know how else to did you have I, I, any foreshadowing yeah so i have two pieces of foreshadowing um in the tent when martin is laying down with his wife and she says to him she starts crying and he says what's the matter he's like are you crying and she's like yeah i guess i just missed you i missed you a lot i waited for you for a long time i missed you for too long and so we start to think, well, that's kind of weird. Like, why would you word it that way? And then when Martin and his wife, um, Anika or Anika. Uh, I think it's yeah, Anika. I think it's Anika. Um, when they have that falling out, she admits that she was seeing somebody else in the meantime. So that's one. And then two, when Martin takes Tommy home, Tommy tells him he'd rather not have him come around anymore. He'd prefer it if they, you know, they kind of went their separate ways. And Martin says he understands, but you know, he still wants to stay in touch. Tommy walks him out as if he has like something else to say. And Martin's like, what's the matter? And Tommy's like, you know, like none of this is really worth it, but I'm really rooting for you and Anika. And the other thing that he says is to keep, He tells Martin that he should keep his chin up because that's the way he wants to remember him. And obviously, I'm sure we see it, but it's very clear to us that Martin doesn't see it until he texts Anika towards the end that that foreshadowed Tommy's suicide as he got on a boat with his dog. (laughs) Puppy. And then we see a montage of them at the end, and it's just the dog on the boat. And again, I this begs the question where's the dog why do people keep leaving dogs i don't understand it yeah no that did not that wasn't explained i you know what i don't think i saw the dog at the end i thought the dog died with tommy no i think the dog's on the boat and no one got the dog i don't know the fun will never stop the fun So what did IMDb rate this? IMDb gave it a 7.8 out of 10. The Metascore on Metacritic was an 80, and the user score on Metacritic was an 8.2. Okay, so so high ranks, high ranks. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this a 92%, and the audience gave it an 89%. 
So high all around, pretty much. Yeah. Can I do my review? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So this is this review um, encompasses a low of mine. Okay. Which is why I chose it, because if you if you looked at anything on IMDb, you're gonna say, oh, here's what Steve is gonna have a problem with. It's gonna be right here, front and center. So the, this review is a seven out of ten, and it's titled <clears throat> "Not a Comedy." <laughs> I think we know where this is going. Please continue, continue, Christina. Okay. This is a drama digging deep into the mundane numbness of everyday life. It also digs into the human relationship with alcohol. Then it digs into the intertwining of these. So grab your shovels, everyone we're digging do not expect a comedy i made the mistake of believing that this was a comedy which it wasn't i wouldn't even say this is a light-hearted drama either some scenes hit heavy and were just tragic to watch i may have expected a comedy but i got a fantastic drama movie instead i highly recommend this for anyone who wants to watch a good drama in an everyday environment so i say this because I didn't know that it was listed as a comedy. I'm like, what the hell is this guy talking about? And then I looked it up on IMDb and I was like, oh no. So I'm, I just need to read my review. A beautiful movie about friendship, love, and surviving the midlife crisis as seen through a slightly tipsy lens. Caveat. This is not a comedy. So you know what? You and I had like a sister, sister, that's a Raven moment where we both linked up and we're like, yeah, we're both going to pick reviews about how they're not comedies. So this is not a comedy. It is not funny. There are no gags or jokes. It's about alcoholism, feeling like a failure, suicide, and hilarity does not ensue. The closest we come to a laugh might be the kind of momentary happy laughter which comes with a sense of relief, such as the relief of seeing the main character survive some close calls, but that doesn't make it a comedy. So, I think it's very interesting that we both picked reviews. (laughs) I thought I was just going to be poking the bear here with my review, but you know what? You poked your own bear there. Oh no, we know this. We know this about me. I hate when they declare things as comedies and they're not. This isn't even a dramedy. I will say that there were two or three times where I actually was laughing pretty hard though. And one was when they go into the store and they're screaming for fish, fresh caught. Oh my gosh. And they're so drunk. So drunk. But then it cuts to all four of them fishing in a boat trying to catch it. I don't know why, but, like, it's so interesting to see, like, I immediately think of, like, college girls, like, being so, so drunk and just making a mess of things, I guess, because I was once a drunk college girl, and just to see 40-year-old men like that, it's quite something. Oh, yeah, no, I, well, so this is one of my highs. Not only did I think that the acting was very good, it's not easy to act drunk or maybe it's too easy to act drunk because sometimes it can be easily overdone and cliche but I think they hit the nail on the head yeah I think that they did a really good job even just like 
the tipsy aspect of it because you see like many different types of drunk in this film you have the completely shit-faced in the in the store and then you have like the the sort of drunk sort of not drunk just feeling loose type deal so you see a wide range of things um i do just to go back to the idea of it being a comedy, I wonder what we lost because we're, we have to watch it through subtitles and we're not really getting the same delivery where if we knew Danish, we would understand. That's true. But also, like, there were some really tragic scenes where, yeah. like, I don't even know dry humor. Again, maybe it's a cultural thing. It, it could be. But, you know, it definitely... If your goal was to, to make an American crowd, like, knee-slapping with laughter, that definitely didn't happen. But I will say, so that was funny. And then when Nikolaj was laying on the couch with his kid and his kid took a piss on him in the middle of the night, yeah. oh, my God. I was crying at that scene. Because he's like, for those of you who have seen it or haven't seen it, he said that, like, his kids pee on him in his sleep, so the kid actually pees on him. And he goes, you know, like what the heck, you have to tell me when you're going to pee. And he's like, I pee, mommy, I pee, I pee. And he's like, shh, you're waking everybody up. Also, tell me before you're going to pee. That's after you've already done it. <laughs> that was very funny to me. Yeah. I loved after the um, after their first dinner all together when they go out for, I think they go out for Peter's 40th birthday, and that's when they first start drinking and bring this all up. And then it's like them at this really nice dinner. Just the fact that they're at this very, very nice restaurant eating caviar paired with like special vodka. And then all of a sudden they start dancing in the middle of the restaurant. And then they wind up like having like speed racing competitions outside where they're like. Oh, Nikolaj's birthday. It's Nikolaj's birthday? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, they're speed walking competitions. Hysterical. <laughs> Oh, God. Like, I thought, but I, even in, like, all of those avenues, I just thought that the acting was, like, so good. You're right. It's a it's a lot of stages. Um, I don't know. So we have another play on words. I don't know if this was something. I, it could just be me overthinking things again. But I kind of like how it was titled Another Round. And as they're going through this experiment. And by the way, I like I loved the whole premise of like this revolving around an experiment. And the experiment is going way, way, way wrong. But the idea of like, or right, I don't know. I don't know what, they're, what they were hoping to accomplish. But it was right or wrong one way or another. But the idea that like, oh no, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh, another round. When it's called another round. Because, um... They just kept, the, every time they did a round of this experiment, they just upped the ante every single time. And like the very last time they do it, it's not this glorified version of drinking. It looks like a catastrophe. Yeah, it's, it's very much like... like Go ahead. I, it's like not when they're like at the bar and they're stealing the stuff. It's like the after they like go home from that and then they're all like falling down and it's like, whoa, it got real dark real quick. Yeah, but I'm like, it made sense that that was the last time that they all were drinking together on camera because you could tell that it was like 
going south fast, but mm-hmm. like that. And it was like almost the same kind of situations, but like just a totally different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know that. And I liked like them kind of encompassing all the possibilities that could go wrong with this whole thing. Like I feel like they, I mean, we got the, the, how it impacts relationships, how it impacts confidence. We have suicide. I mean, um, I'm just going to say that like every time I saw specs on camera, I just wanted to cry. Oh, what a little angel. What a little angel. When he went up with the flower, definitely lost it. Definitely started crying. Yeah. What was your uh, low? Well, one was that it wasn't a comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really kind of wish that we got to see all of their lives equally. So it was like we only saw Tommy's life at the end, but we didn't see, like, how it got to that point. And we don't really dive too much into Peter. A lot of it is, like, Mikolaj and Martin who are experiencing, like, certain things, but we're not seeing the other four in that kind of journey. We don't see their stuff until like a little bit later. Mm -hmm. The only thing that we see with Tommy is like he was leaving alcohol, but that was like happening in the present moment. We didn't see like how outside forces were kind of impacting him Mm -hmm. as much, I feel like. And I kind of wanted to see a little bit more um, from each of them equally, like at at different times. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I, I can agree with that because you do, I mean, Martin is your main character, so you know the most about him, but I do agree that there's kind of like a, like a, I guess a shift where you, you find out more about Nikolaj, but you don't find out as much about the other two, and th- you could have. You could have easily divided the story up between all four of them. I mean, the reason why I think that's just so true is because this was a slow-paced movie. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, there was there was stuff happening in every scene. Don't get me wrong, but it was it was paced pretty slow. Yeah, I will say that. And so since it's paced so slowly, you have time for character development in these scenes. I mean, we watch these four men eat dinner like together for a really long time, and then go out and do more things together. Like we could have heard about all of them, not just like two. Yeah, I don't know if that's. That's kind of how I look at it. I feel like we only heard about Tommy when it was convenient for the story. Yeah. And for Peter. I agree. Um, I feel like this was a type of movie where I really had to chew on it for a while uh, before I could write these notes. Because I really couldn't decide if I liked it or not. I don't know why. I just could not decide whether it was I enjoyed the movie or not. And conceptually, I liked the idea of four friends were going to drink and make themselves, like, more interesting. I think that's an interesting topic, and it makes for a good, good movie. But I, I think, also, like you said, the dialogue was great, the acting was great, these four were very believable friends. And I feel like sometimes, it would have been a very different movie if it was just Martin. I liked that they threw his friends in there to make the, to round out the story. I just feel like this movie made me very frustrated and there were so many moments where I wanted to slap them all for making the wrong decisions, but I guess that's just part of the movie. Like, that, that is the whole premise of it, that, like, it starts out great and all of a sudden it goes downhill and they got to figure themselves, they got to work themselves out of the hole that they dug themselves into. Right. And some of them did and some of them didn't. Exactly. Snack break. break. 
So, what'd you have while watching this? Well, I watched it this morning. So, I had coffee and water. Um, I've been telling myself that, like, I'm 30 and I can do whatever I want now. <laughs> you can justify I, things now because of your age? Yeah, I don't care anymore. I Nope, that's it. We're done. Um, but also like I've been doing this, like, you know, while I was still 29, shh, don't tell anybody, but I, I, so my reasoning for this is I've decided that I'm going to be a person who just has brunch every day. Right. But not like the extravagant brunch. I'm just going to eat my breakfast at brunch time and have brunch, like a moment of like brunch time instead of breakfast so, so do, I don't really eat in the morning anymore I eat around like 11 10 30 12 o'clock is my first meal now okay so you because I don't care anymore <laughs> also like who has the time to eat breakfast I know I don't I usually do but sometimes I'm hungrier throughout the day when I have breakfast in the morning yeah sometimes if I don't I don't eat as much yeah all the extra snackies so I, I had watched this after we had dinner, so I just watched this by myself. And you know what? I had a glass of red wine. I felt that it was very appropriate. But the scene where they're drinking vodka or just sipping on the vodka, part of me, like, gagged inside because I got flashbacks to college. Well, that was supposedly a very good vodka. It's not like they were slugging Burnett's. <laughs> or Majorska. Ugh. <laughs> Hey, I'll pass. Yeah, that's a hard pass. I'm 30. I can't do that anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I don't care anymore. We're done. I don't care. (laughs) So, for my expectation, we kind of covered it already. I thought it was going to be just Martin when you said that. Same. Same. And I thought it was going to be that he was an alcoholic from the beginning. Yeah. Me and too. And I'm really glad that it wasn't. I'm really glad. I agree because I thought the exact same thing. And even when they were at the first dinner and he just starts hit like chugging back alcohol when he kept saying, like, no, I'm only having soda – that part that part of me thought, like, oh, is he gonna like come out as an alcoholic? But he didn't. That was never a conversation like, hey, like, I've been sober for X amount of years. Yeah, so I guess maybe he just doesn't like to drink, or maybe because he was driving, he didn't want to drink. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, so, I don't know. Did you have an IRL moment? (laughs) Yes. So, (laughs) unfortunately. So, when they first start drinking during the day, and Martin is in the break lounge, and he accidentally walks into the door frame. Do you remember that scene? Yes. One, I do that soberly. Like, I don't need to be drunk to do that. I can do that. I'm probably going to get up and accidentally walk into the door frame right now. But there was this one time in 2011, I was drunk in Trenton going to Dayglow, which is a very 2011 thing to say. And I full on... I was talking to someone not paying attention. I walked into a street sign. Full on walked into a street sign. <laughs> so I had um, 
I had said that I'm sure we've all walked into a convenience store like in a drunken stupor before. But more importantly, I think we've all probably fallen to the ground in a drunken stupor accidentally before. Oh, yeah. And I think now is the time to just briefly tell you all the last time that happened to me, which was like two years ago. So not that long ago at all. And I was a bridesmaid in my my friend's wedding. Christina. Sarah, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. So I started taking shots of gin, which I never, ever do. And Dave's like, hey, you don't need to do this. And I'm like, but it's in my hand. Oops. (laughs) It's in my hand. I have to drink it. And so I was like, I don't want to be rude. And Dave's like, it's an open bar, Christina. (laughs) And so the other one, I was like, hey, I can't do this. And Dave's like, huh, no shit. (laughs) I can imagine his delivery, too. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. That was it. That was it. Huh. Really? And so I asked Sarah permission twice to put on Fat Bottom Girls, which, as you know. Excellent song. One of my faves. The DJ was like, I already played it. I was like, play it again. (laughs) I just imagine you, like, butter knife to his neck. You better play that song again. I was like, you have to play it again. You didn't even play it before. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, it wasn't good enough. I didn't really hear it before. I need to hear it again. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse when you request a song from a DJ and they play like part of the song and then they like mash it into some other song. And you're just like, why are you doing this? Danielle, the whole song played. I had no recollection. (laughs) I didn't remember at all. I was like arguing with the DJ. You didn't play it. You didn't play it enough. You didn't play it at all. And he's like, I don't know. And I asked Sarah, I was like, Sarah, can they play it again? And she's like, I don't care. Tell them to play it again. They play it again. Both times I made Sarah stand on a chair and I stood on another chair and we danced on chairs to the to Fat Bottom Girl. Okay. The second time it fell right off the chair. <laughs> whacked my tailbone into the ground oh no i was like oh oh my god i just fell and dave's like oh god (laughs) and you guys weren't engaged at this point were you no he could have left (laughs) (laughs) and he's like hey you don't have to do this, you know? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm not sure what happened. He's like, I know. I know you're not sure what happened. It's become quite apparent that you're not sure what happened. Oh, man. That sounds like a fun wedding. Wish I was there. Well, then I told people, I told my other friends who are getting married, and they're like, please get really drunk at my wedding. I'm like, nope, I'm retiring. That's it. That was my last. I'm ending on I'm ending on a low note. I'm done. <laughs> Bruised tailbone. Done. Yeah. Never doing shots of gin again. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my super embarrassing story. Here lies Christina Mastroni. She never did shots of gin again. 
No. And I, I, I know that this is like one of those things that like people are notoriously saying, I'm never going to do it again. And they do it the next weekend. I assure you, I have gotten drunk since then. And I have not no. done shots of gin, maybe, maybe of any kind, but definitely not shots of gin. Yeah, no shots, shots, just no good. No bueno. No, but I will say every time we keep saying like margarita and tequila and shots, there was another one. Um, all of the songs are coming in my head, and I just want to like sing them. Who are you, me? I know. I'm. I'm. I'm sitting on my hands. Sitting on my hands. All right. Are you ready to close this out? Yeah, we're done. So now that you know more about me than I would like you to, you can follow <laughs> me on Instagram and Twitter at Classic Dina. You can follow both of us. Um, at Hey It's Two Girls on Instagram and Twitter. Danielle is exclusively on Instagram because she is entirely too bougie for Twitter. I, Danielle- I go on Twitter just to watch, to just to look at Bachelor tweets. I never, re- I never retweet or tweet anything original. Do you use our account to do that? No, I have my own account. I don't oh, want to, okay. I don't want to sully the Hey It's Two Girls account with the Bachelor hashtag. Okay. I want to do that to our account. Listen, anywhere we can get more visibility, I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Brunch every day, bachelor tweets. I don't care. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Done. Stick a fork in her. She's done. <laughs> you can also email us at heyitstwogirls at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T-W-O. Check out the blog, Beer, Coffee, Donuts, and the YouTube channel, Two Girls Drink Beer. That's it. All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Go get an alcoholic beverage. We se- Tell them we sent you. PSA, please drink responsibly and do not drink and drive. Yes, don't do that and don't take shots of gin. Okay, bye. Bye. What's <laughs> up? <laughs>